Well, welcome back for another wonderful, awesome edition of Movie Torture. Brad, it's football month. I love football month. This is one of my favorite months of the year. And I'm glad that we're getting to talk about it, even though this is, you know, our second time talking about Johnny Be Good because... The first one did not record, yeah. or it did record, but there was no voices. I don't know what happened. I think it's because producer Gary took the week off. Yeah. We only get him good when he's here. Yeah. We we have technical issues when he's not here. We do have technical issues, but we are joined by producer Gary, who is wearing... Roger, I'm telling you, he has a costume on today that fits the movie. He's wearing the authentic cheerleading costume from the first scene when the cheerleader's up there and you know he takes the undergarments from her remember that yeah gary's in that costume today with his hawaiian shirt over so we don't have to see his so i was gonna say uh i thought you were gonna say he was in his leather he's got his leather you know letterman jacket over there as well he does have that yeah. which i'm shocked he's not wearing but he does have that what was the what was the team name the horny frogs what was the horn frogs what was it called yeah something like that he's was, got the horns on yeah he's ready to go Got the horn hat. <laughs> That's what he wears and goes out on dates. Yeah, he's 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 ready. He hey, producer dates. Gary. He gets a lot of dates. How, How you worries. doing today? I'm doing all right. How you doing, Brad? Doing good. Good to see you. Love that you're back. You know, you take you take weeks off. Roger and I never get vacation days, but you. See, that's a lie. I'll call, I'll call BS on that. What we do get vacation days? We we've had times that we didn't record because somebody was out of town. Okay, but somebody. Yeah. But when the <laughs> podcast is being recorded, we have to be here. Yeah. Well, you did it on a Tuesday or well, whatever day it was. Gary, didn't you know what? What if we just had Gary come in and talk about a movie? And me and you just weren't here. Or we we'd have him talk about it and we produce. You know. Oh, producer <laughs> Roger, producer Brad. Yeah. Maybe my dad would like us more. If we were producers and yeah, Gary we was... We wore the Hawaiian shirts. Oh, I'm going to get me a Hawaiian shirt. So we're all going to come up here with Hawaiian shirts. I'm we're not. all going to sit at the producer stand <laughs> and wonder who's going to actually do talking. Roger, tell us what movie we're doing here in the middle of football month. We're doing Johnny Be Good. This one is a classic from the 80s. Uh, actually, we're, um, the movie was released March 25th, 1988. That was a great year. That was the year I graduated high school. I was nine that year. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, box office was uh, seventeen point six million. Um, do not know how much the budget was. Oh, I know, Raj. Because we looked this up last time. Okay. Keep talking. I'll tell you the budget. He said, "You said you know it." Well, I gotta pull it up. Hold on. Johnny, be good. Budget. Now I remember looking this up. The budget for this movie, which blows my mind, $22 million. But we looked it up, $70 million in today's money. Mm. I don't know what they spent that money on, honestly. Jim McMahon. You think he, t he did not get that much for this movie. Yeah. But this was in his prime, right? Yeah. Eh, anyway, what are you saying, Roger? I, I just thought of a great game we could play during this movie. What? How about we name about six characters, six people from this movie who were prominent in the 80s and 90s, 
Let's see if producer Gary knows who they are. Okay, let's do it. Go. All right. Do I get to see, am I going to look at their faces or am I just doing no. it based on just the, I'm going to say the name out loud and see if you know who they are. Jim McMahon. Uh, no. No. I think maybe tonight's the only time I've heard of that name. Maybe. He was a quarterback for the uh, Chicago Bears in the 80s. I'm sad. All right. You want to throw out one of the other ones, Brad? Or you, always, you may just keep going? You keep going. Robert Downey Jr.? Okay, yeah. Got okay. that. All right. This you was, know him? Yeah. What like, movie? I see. Iron Man. And okay. Then he was, yeah. That's the main one. All right. Uma Thurman. Okay, yes. Well, he better. I mean, this is her third appearance on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. I know the name, but I couldn't tell you what it looked like. Oh, my gosh. And Howard Cosell. Do what? Howard Cosell. No, but the way you said it sounds like uh, I'm sad at this. He it was, makes us feel old. He was a uh, announcer during the '70s and '80s. That you know, uh, basically, it announced all the uh, Muhammad Ali fights, Monday Night Football. When did he die? Um, I want to say it was sometime in probably the '90s. 1995. Yeah. He was only 77 when he died. He looked older. Yeah, he had. Drank a lot of alcohol and smoked a lot of cigars. Mm. So, anything else about this, Raj? No, I just thought that would be, I was just curious how many 80 celebrities uh, Producer Gary would know. So, Not many. He wasn't born until 99. Well, I knew Jennifer Tilly because she was in the... Oh, we didn't name her? Oh, that's right. He, he only did a couple, but... Um, yeah, if, yeah. It was, if it was a horror movie character, then yeah. See, Gary, he one. probably knows her from Chucky. Yeah. yeah. I knew that was it. <laughs> I know, Gary. Uh, anything else? So this was a football movie from the 80s. If uh, you want to call it that, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it You know, it was from a from a good time. It was, you know, this this wasn't one of the most prominent movies from that time, even though it had some prominent actors. Uh, you know, both of these guys were in weird science together. Anthony Michael Hall was in, uh, um, oh, it just went blank. Um, the movie where they're in the library. Uh, come on, Brad. Uh, oh, Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club. That's yes. a good movie. Uh, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Was, uh, was in a ton of other movies. Uh, he was, oh, he was also in the, uh, which I think should be a a movie we need to watch. Rodney Dangerfield's movie Back to School. He was oh, I like that movie as well. Dangerfield was good, man. Yeah, uh, I like the. He was in a movie called Meet Wally Sparks. He was old at this point, Dangerfield, and uh, he's sitting there and he's at a party and these two people walk in. They're a good looking couple. He goes, "Hey, y'all two should get a room." Then he sees this heavy set couple and he goes, "Hey, y'all two should get a bond." <laughs> That's what I like about that movie. It's the only thing. <laughs> He's so mean. He was way before his time. He was. He would be canceled today, right? Oh yeah. Wait, oh yeah. Like Mi- he Mi- would. He would definitely be canceled. Oh yeah. Wait, who would? Rodney Dangerfield. Like he would be uh, too offensive for. Well, I think he would. He could be a comedian, but I don't think he could be. Could do the same kind of humor like on TV and stuff like that. So, like that comment there where he said, "Y'all two should get a bond." 
That's really he couldn't say that now because you have to embrace heaviness now. Well, he wasn't like the skinniest guy. He wasn't, which made it. He was kind of so, skinnier. Well, I watch. I watch a one of the most prominent podcasts. It, it's humorous, and they hold nothing by. I mean, the, like the Austin, Texas comedy scene right now is pretty much unfiltered. Like you can say anything you want to about anybody, and you don't get jacked up about it. Um, Producer Gary and I were just in Austin a few months ago together. One of my favorite stories. That's fun. Us in Austin? Uh, flying back or flying there. One of the two were. Oh, where he you were his w- where You were his wingman? I man? was Gary's wingman. Yes. With the lady that couldn't speak English. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who now is probably our only listener. She probably <laughs> listens. We, you should have told her. We didn't have the podcast going then, right? I'm not sure. No, we I didn't. If you would have told her I you're just on a know podcast, I wasn't invited to go on the trip. Power so. move. <laughs> yeah. So, you mean recap this movie for us really fast? Johnny is a football player. We get to see him in one scene play football, and then he's the rest of the movie. The coach is an evil tool bag who wants Johnny, and every team's pursuing Johnny. Johnny goes to the Horned Frogs or Horny Frogs and uh, gets wooed. Finally, at the end, Johnny decides he doesn't want any of those schools, and he goes back to the school that his girlfriend was going to because he wants to be with his girlfriend. Hour and 20 minutes. All this movie really clocked in at. So, yeah, it's not a lot. Like, an hour and 20 minute movie, it's so hard to, I mean, I can recap it in 20 seconds probably. Yeah. There were some great characters in this movie. Um, you know, some, some people that, I mean, I, I find pretty funny. And This movie has three Academy Award winners in it. Do you think Uma Thurman's wig is sad that it wasn't cast in this movie? Because we've had two movies with Uma Thurman's wig. This movie, no wig. And I'll say, it's so wears, hard. She hmm? wears a lot of wigs. It's like, she didn't she, wear she one wears the Pulp same Fiction? ugly wig, Gary. Didn't she wear one in Pulp Fiction? Like yes. That, yeah. we, ta- we talked about that. The black wig is fine. The brown wig, she is not a brunette. Okay. She's either a black wig, dark-haired goth girl with pale skin, or a blonde. Yeah, she was blonde in this one. Okay. She was... I don't want to sound weird because I think she was only 17 during filming. She's very, this is probably one of her prettiest movies that she's ever been in. She was, she had natural beauty in this movie. You look at her and you, she's one of the prettiest girls we've yeah, had on our podcast. That smile, her, her smile in this movie, even with the gap, you know. It's just, uh, her teeth aren't fixed yet either, are they? No, uh-uh, uh-uh. She's got some jacked up teeth in this movie. I don't say jacked up. Eh, just, let's just say jacked up. There's a little gap. There's yeah. a little gap. We're not talking naughty. Jacked up. No, we're not talking hottie naughty jacked yeah, up. Yeah. Now, if you loyal listeners like my dad would know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. But I'm just sad. They should have said introducing Uma Thurman, right? This is her first movie. Should have said, like, if they cast a wig, her wig needs its own credit. Like, Uma Thurman's wig. Because it's so ugly. And do you think she still has the wig? Uh, I don't know. Maybe in a closet someplace. I love how we're talking about her Batman and Robin wig, her uh, super ex-girlfriend wig. She's our first three-timer, too, which is shocking. Roger, if I came to you and said, who's going to be our first three-timer? I bet you'd never said Uma Thurman. No. I can't even think of a movie I've seen her in recently. that I Is she even in movies anymore? Producer Gary. 
Uma Thurman's last movie. Um, looks like she was in a couple this year: the Killing Room or the Kill Room, and Red, White, and Royal Blue. I don't know what either. Of those, I've never heard of either. Oh, of I know what that is. I've seen that. I've seen that on Amazon Prime, not the movie, but it's about. It looks kind of gay. It is. It's about a prince <laughs> and uh, the president's son who like fall in love. I was gonna, like, yeah, the, never the, watched it. The front picture looks, yeah. Looks okay, so this movie, they're they're playing football, and Johnny is so good. Although I cannot, he does not look like a quarterback to me, and he's so good. Our uh, RDJ is on the sidelines. They're get they're they're smoking them, and RDJ's like, "Can I go in?" Coach is like, "Nah." Like I would be so frustrated if we're up by fifty, and I can't even get a snap. Wouldn't that bother you? Yeah. Yeah, that coach was pretty much, you know, wanted to blow everybody out. And and I like Jerk. have you ever has there ever been a quarterback go, let's lose five yards on this play? Cause Johnny did that. Like Johnny kind of a tool bag, right? I I think like the Rudy movie where uh Vince Vaughn, you know, throws the pass to score, even though the coach wanted him to take a knee so that Rudy could get get into the game. You know, I think I think that that's kind of along those lines. Yeah, I guess. That, All right. That's the only football we see in this movie. For the person who's texting Brad at this moment while we're trying to record, <laughs> they need to leave him alone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually have 30 text messages right now that I haven't read. I, I don't know why. I mean, look, Roger, you can see. It was that so 30 text messages. Yeah. Most of them are me and Jonathan. No, no. <laughs> I read y'all's. Yeah, actually, yeah. What does that take me down to? 24. <laughs> now I'm down to 24. <laughs> uh, anyway, so only football we see is opening scene. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Would you even classify this as a football movie? No, this is probably more about recruiting than it was, you know, than it was actually football. So I got to chat with uh, Jake Plummer. And I asked him. That would be podcast number two that that Brad has name dropped. Jake Plummer. Yes. Well, we're in football month. Yeah. And I asked him, have you ever seen Johnny Be Good? He said, it's been a long time. And I'm like, yeah, it's been a long time. And I said, were you recruited like Johnny? And he said, I did go to bars. I did get some drinks. And I did go to establishments where ladies take their clothes off. So, yes, he was recruited like Johnny. We're watching real-life recruitment. Yeah. Are you speechless, Roger? Like, you're not even talking, are you? No, no I'm just, I'm just kind of soaking that in. That this movie is a documentary. I'm just proud he took something that I would have found very hard to make a PG conversation and he 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 g'd it down you know he didn't g the whole conversation up there was well, i'm just saying you did oh i yeah. well yeah, yeah i g'd it up yeah he g'd it up too though but they could have called this movie jake be good <laughs> jake the snake plumber Took me a second i don't know why recruit why are, it's just late you're tired but <sighs> anyway so johnny goes out with uma, uma thurman and her non-wig her dad does not like Johnny. No, he's, have you, he's have, the, the police chief. Have you ever dated someone where their parents didn't like you? 
No, I don't think so because I tend tend to do. Moms really love me, so. Are you like an Eddie Haskell? No, you, I, you smooth them. You smooth talk them, and that no, I just think them? I'm just a generally nice guy. So my mother in law, she loves me. She'll take my side on stuff. Oh, that's the win. so awesome, so awesome. So, so yeah, when my wife makes fun of me or says something, she says, "Now you leave that, leave him alone." Mm. Mm. What about you, Gary? Um, I don't know. Like in terms of dating, I don't think I've ever gotten past the. Through the door, like that—that that initial meeting. You've of never the gotten past the restraining order. Not, Brad. <laughs> not, not much past like meeting the parents, which is always really nerve-wracking because you know meeting someone for the first time. But I think, I think I do all right. I've never had anybody say their parents hated me or anything like that. I think I do okay. I I had a girlfriend one time and uh, dated her for about three years, a long time. And her parents didn't really care much for me, even though I was at their house every day. Um, and I, she told me that her mom told her, you could do so much better than Brad. I want so much more for you in your life than him. Wow. Wow, that's a, hard, that's a deep conversation. <laughs> I know, and I was like, <laughs> well, I, mean, I think I'm a good guy. I think I have turned out to be a pretty decent man. Yeah. You turned yeah. out with a pretty decent wife too. Oh, my wife is. <laughs> you are married. My wife is the best, and my kids are awesome. Wouldn't trade them for the world. Maybe trade them for Jane Fonda and eighty for Brady. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Kristen. I love you. Uh, but yeah, so I, that was pretty brutal. Yeah. Well, everything works out. I think she said. I left this part out, but I'll throw it in there. She said, "Brad is the type of guy that will be happy." With you and him living in a trailer. Oof. And you need more than living in a trailer. Yeah. I don't think most guys are hard to please in terms of that. I I'm pretty easy on. I think a lot of guys, maybe not a lot of guys, I don't know. But, I don't know. I don't I don't think we're hard to please. So, I think for her to say that you're okay with that, it's like, well. We need to ask uh, First Lady of Movie Torture, Hannah, has there ever been a uh, one of her boyfriend's parents not like her? I think that's a good question for a woman. Oh, definitely. Yeah, We're going to ask her that next time. I'm going I'm to text her right now and uh, see. Keep talking. Yeah. So this movie was, was about, like, he Johnny was a, one of the best recruits in the country, the best quarterback recruit in the country at the time. So uh, in your lifetime, what has been the most talented kid that you've like seen in high school like football basketball who, who would that be i don't know if i've you mean like personally or just around that you've that you i would say that yeah have you seen in live games not like like on tv and stuff like, like that. in high school yeah like high school or, or like know. even now you know going because you go to a lot of high school games because you know, well so. i would say i would say antoine jamerson but i didn't see him play he came to my school but i didn't go to the game uh, but he's good he played for chapel hill he was good what about you roger who did you see i got to see lebron when he was in high school you did i was living up in columbus at the time and so Got to see him. Trace McGrady got to see when he was uh, playing at Mount Zion. Lamar Odom. I, I've gotten to see a lot of 
high, I mean, high school basketball. So, what is the best sports thing that's ever happened to you? Like that you've seen or been a part of? Brad wants me to tell the story. I, I'm the story we shared in the one that never re, we couldn't oh, hear. I, I wasn't sure if it was on that one. So okay. yeah, I, so I let, wait. Let me let me let me go first because this yeah. is how we went last time. Yeah, for me. Best sports ever that I've seen. My dad and I would go to Hornet games, and that I will always cherish the rest of my life. That was the best time I had with my dad is going to Hornet games. And we were at the game when Alonzo Mourning hit the game-winning shot to beat the Celtics to win their first ever playoff series. And it was the best. I I, I wish I could go back. It was euphoric. Yeah. Me and my dad were high-fiving. I remember, remember yeah, that game. There was a girl beside me, and I high-fived her and kissed her on the lips, and she kissed me back, and it was just awesome. We were She was wait, 25, really? I was 14. Okay, there we go. There it is. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. I had Gary for a minute. I was reeling him in. No, that didn't happen. No. <laughs> uh, I believe the high-five. Uh, yeah. No, there wasn't. But you didn't get the high-five from her? I don't even think I got the high-five. You ever, you ever do the high-five and people leave you hanging? Oh, yeah. That's the worst feeling. Yeah. Don't leave me hanging when I do the high five or the fist bump. You got to be good. You, you go up, and if they don't, you don't get it, just like, yeah, yeah you got to get them back down slow, you know. So uh, my favorite, my, my best moment um, was when I was about 12 years old. I was at a basketball camp here in the Charlotte area, uh, Brian Adrian's basketball camp. It was my first year going to camp, at least going, you know, staying overnight and uh michael jordan came in to to speak it was the summer after they won the national championship when uh he was playing college ball for the tar heels and he came in uh did some dunks you know gave us a little motivational speech answered some questions and then brian uh adrian asked him to coach my team because our coach the night before had uh turned his ankle and had to leave, or maybe broke his ankle. Did you break so, his ankle so for we, him? Yeah, you thought so. But so we needed a coach, and um, so he coached us. At some point in the game, uh, I was sitting beside him. Uh, this is a mind blowing yeah. story. Did you have your red hair? Yes, I did. I had I had the mop. Yes. Uh, oh, so I'm sitting beside. We had this. It was kind of like rec ball, where you know you you have to sit one of the the four quarters. And so I'm sitting beside him. I said, hey, at the end of the game, before we're winning, can I run four corners? And he's like, yeah, that's cool, which was kind of an offense, a stall offense that the Tar Heels ran. And uh, so that was really cool, looking up, holding the four in the air, and, and uh, Jordan's on the side laughing, and I'm, I'm running the four corners and taking it to the hoop or passing it off to guys. Um, it was real fun. That was real fun. I actually had a newspaper, you know, uh, that he autographed and I lost it. I, I can't find it, but this almost sounds too good to be true. It's a true story. I am amazed that the fact that you guys autographed and lost it is the saddest part of this yeah, whole story. Sad, but what do you think you would have? Would it be in a frame at this point for you? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Greatest basketball player of all time coached you in a game. Yeah. Let you run four corners. Did the number four. Yeah. You just topped my story, Roger. What what would have been awesome? I mean, had had there been cell phones back in that day? I mean, just that you know, get a picture selfie with them. You know, uh, that would have helped your cred, your street cred, right? It would have, yeah, definitely so. 
What's the best autograph you've ever got? You can't count Jordan because you lost it. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, it's been so long since I got one. Um, what about you? I used to get them all the time at Hornet games. So after the game, my dad and I would go to where they parked, and we'd sit there, and they'd come up and sign autographs. Uh, I think the best one was not in the parking lot, though. It was actually going to the locker room, David Robinson. I think that's my favorite autograph because, I mean, he's the admiral. He's yeah. a Hall of Famer. Uh, Larry Johnson, of course, got that a couple times. My favorite Hornet of all time is Larry Johnson. Um, got Alonzo Mourning. Uh, I didn't get too many autographs as a kid because my dad was never patient enough to wait around or come come before the game. Oh, my dad was patient. He, my dad, my mom said that I was the only one. Like my dad would would leave in the halfway through the fourth quarter if he could, but because I wanted to stay for the whole game, he'd at least do that. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so glad my dad wouldn't leave. Like we uh, we yeah. were like we came, we're gonna stay at least. Now if the Hornets were losing by. 25 and it was yeah. a school night yeah we go home but if it's a friday night me and him are sitting there yeah uh, we know we're staying after the game to watch the post game stuff and then we're going to go back out to the parking lot where they park we would probably stay till 10 30 it was it was great oh my gosh kids today will never know that experience no never because kids it's back then it wasn't like a instagram world so these players it was nice. Like, they didn't live on their phone. No. So they'd come out. You know, J.R. Reed, remember him, Tario? Yeah. yeah. He'd come out of the game with a whole six-pack of, like, Budweiser. Like, you're like, this guy. Hmm. And you got to see their cars, what kind of cars they drove. There was a Hornet, Steve Scheffler. You remember this guy? Oh, yeah, big center from Purdue. Big center from Purdue. He, his car, I'll never forget it, was a, uh, a rabbit. He's like seven two, yeah, and he's getting into a rabbit. Like it, I'm like, he didn't care about his car. I I would love to talk to well, that guy. Today. It's probably because he wasn't making top dollar. Oh, but back then, minimum was probably still two or three hundred thousand dollars. I think it was one hundred twenty five back in those days. Okay, one hundred twenty five thousand in ninety one money. Yeah, is probably three hundred thousand. Yeah, and that's enough to buy you a a, a Honda. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, or at least a truck or something, you know. At least a truck, something like that. I mean, I don't know. But with all that being said, back to this movie, we get to, we get to see uh, Robert Downey Jr. step into dog crap and then walk into the house. Like, would you not be mad if they tracked in dog poop into your house? Oh, definitely so. Definitely Who's so. cleaning that up? Oh, it, Robert Downey Jr. would. I don't think he did in this movie. No, but he would have if I was, you know... I'd be so mad at my son if he let that in. Uh, Coach, he's a pedophile, right? <laughs> I mean, he, he's trending. I, mean, I know I have the mustache right now. Roger's looking at my mustache as, we, as I bring up the word pedophile. Roger's looking at my mustache, which is weird to me because it's not. It's in style. Yeah. Even though Hannah said, I think in our last podcast, I can't, I shouldn't get a mustache. Yeah. I went against Hannah's words, but... I, I think Gary should go for no shave November and uh, and try to see if he can grow one out. I don't think he can. He's got like five hairs. I'm not there yet. I, have to, I mean, I shaved it. Gosh, Brad. <laughs> I want Gary to just get a fake mustache so we, me and him can both be mustaching together. Okay, so no. Coach has a 
Coach has a basement. I like to call it like his Hannibal Lecter basement. He's got a kid, a boy locked up in there somewhere, right? Because, I mean, he comes. And second. He was out in public. He has like his little bar set up there, right? Right in you know, the side room. This, this, he's serving fish sticks and salmon. Salmon patties. Salmon patties. Roger, if I came to your house. And you said, thanks for coming, Brad. I got your fish sticks and salmon patties. I'd be like, listen here, Roger. I'm not eating that crap. Why are you trying to serve it to me? I don't eat fish sticks and salmon I think salmon that's patties. insulting. I, I think it shows you don't care. Growing up, I ate fish sticks, and I ate salmon patties at my house. But if I'm bringing you over to my house, I'm at least serving you chicken. At least chicken. At least I'd, chicken I'd patties. Make, I'd make a really good quesadilla for you. Something. What is this coach thinking? He's got Jennifer Tilly, which he's he's out kicked his coverage with her. I don't see her being a cook very much. A, you know, a cook. So. She doesn't have to be a cook. But good lord, order pizzas. Yeah, like you could call Domino's, right? Yeah. The boys took care of that for him when they delivered what 120. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, he deserved that though. He deserved it. Now, yeah. now what's Harry Krishna's showed up too. Who? The Harry Krishnas showed oh, up. Oh, that too. was funny. That took me back to airplane. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I love airplane. You ever seen Airplane, Gary? I don't think so. Not a airplane, the movie Airplane. <laughs> oh, no. gosh. You got to watch Airplane, Gary. It's a classic movie. Yeah. Okay. He goes to the Horny Frogs. Is it Horny Frog? Is it Horny Frogs? Horny it was Horny Toads. Horny Toads. But they got the horns. Now. Is the airplane aerodynamic with the horn? I've never seen anything stick out of an airplane like that. I think when it's down the ground, it's straight up. But as it goes into the air, it kind of turns or front, maybe to the front. What would you do? He gets there. He's partying. That dude's wife, obviously into him, right? Mm-hmm. What would you do if, I mean, that guy catches his wife with Johnny on the scoreboard in the stadium. Like marriage over, right? At that point. Oh, definitely so. Like you, it's just like okay, you obviously aren't into me. Like what's going on here? It, I, I give Johnny props. He leaves. It would have been, but it, I don't think that that time was ready for, for uh, like for him to say, you know, his wife was taking one for the team. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he almost had him, right? But we we keep seeing this creepy dude taking photos. Of everything going on. The coach is working this deal to get Johnny to follow him. It's just a weird, you're just like, and the drum scene was weird to me. Remember that? He just sits there and drums and watches MTV. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they just were like, movie guy was like, we need at least <laughs> need, 80, 80 we need, minutes. We need, we need three more minutes. We need three more minutes, so we're just going to have Johnny drum. I kept thinking, man, I wish I was listening to Van Halen's Hot for Teacher because yeah. this is way better than what we're listening to here. It's yeah. like, and it was intense drumming. Then I was thinking I wouldn't want to be his neighbor because you're hearing it. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, anything else about this movie? We got like, it. this movie doesn't have a whole lot. To really go, it's a it's a very quick movie, but it's got great actors, great actresses in it. Coach is a creeper, you know. Johnny comes to his senses, wants to be with Uma Thurman. Although I would imagine Johnny gets to college, he's ditching her, right? I would hope not. 
he he's getting the call. He's like, you know what? I'm the star quarterback. I'm getting what I want. Well, they're going to school together. I I think if he would have went away without her, oh yeah, he, he was, was cheating on her with her. What do you what do you mean cheating on her? Wasn't he cheating on her? No. He was with the te- with that guy's wife. Well, he he no, he was trying to get out of that situation. Mm. <laughs> he did. I think he did, Rod. No, because he was running away from. Uh, so you yeah. don't think he cheated on her? No. Okay. I, he he did he did some questionable things like the girl giving him the panties as he's walking off the football field. Yeah, that was questionable. My yeah. wife would not approve of that. Yeah, no. I'd be a dead man. Brad, you're dead. Brad, you're dead. That's what I would hear. Um, Gary. Uh, anything else about this movie, Raj? I guess we can go to the reviews. Um, uh, as as it says here in Wikipedia, the film was a box office bomb. Uh, it received n- many negative reviews. Uh, a reviewer, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, as of August 2022, said that it had a zero rating based on 18 reviews. The average score of three out of ten. Um, so yeah, it was a uh, overwhelming dislike for this movie. Uh, you want to hear some Amazon reviews? Sure. Uh, first off, what was that Rotten Tomatoes again? Uh, zero percentage, three out of ten. Okay, Roger. First off, Batman and Robin was eleven percent. I do not understand how Batman and Robin is 11% better than this movie. This movie is 100% better than Batman and Robin ever thought about being. The I, one I just don't think a lot of people scrolling through the movie channels when they see this one pop on to watch it. Whereas, you know, you comic book nerds are going to watch the Batman movies no matter how bad they are. It's brutal, man. Um, and I mean, at one time I was a comic book nerd, so... George writes, great cast, good story. I really like the characters in this movie. The main character, Johnny Depp, Uma Thurman, and the grandfather were all terrific. A young Johnny Depp is very entertaining and plays the role of a goofy best friend very well. Can never go wrong with an 80s soundtrack. I, I don't think this guy was watching the right movie. Yeah, Johnny Depp was not in this one. I think he thought Johnny Depp was RDJ. Maybe so. Because he said a sidekick. Yeah. Eh, he wrote this in 2020. Maybe he had COVID. Um, great really 80s nostalgia read. from classical blue, a captivating, lighthearted romp through the corrupt high school football recruiting programs romp. by universities. Romp, <laughs> that word. Romper. Yeah. Lots of great actors from the 80s, including RDJ and the very first screen appearance by Uma Thurman. This is one of those movies that ages well. I don't necessarily know. Does it age well? Mm. I like it. It's like a time capsule, but it doesn't age well. Yeah. Um, Steve Aboyatis says, good for reminiscing. I agree. It's a classic small film about life choices and the trappings of college recruiting. Slapstick humor, I don't believe that, mixed with sinister pl- sinister plots. Not hard to watch, just a good Saturday night movie for old time's sake. Don't expect too much, just watch it for what it is. I agree with him. Now, Gary, we were talking earlier about the, uh, the, the song. Um, Chuck Berry was the original recorder of the song, and then uh, was it... Um, uh, who's the other guy? The white guy play piano that used to do this as well. Um, Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh yeah. And then, uh, but the one in the movie was Judas Priest actually. Mm. What? 
Yeah, Judas Priest actually did the Johnny Be Good in the beginning of the movie. Mm. Yeah. I have to, I have to. Interesting. Well, Roger, movie torture, movie gold. This was this was more on the on the bronze side. Uh, it it I don't think it was. I mean, I'd seen this before when you know back back in the day, so it wasn't a bad watch. Uh, but uh, I, I definitely think it's probably five or six on the scale. I give this movie gold. I think this second best movie we watched on this podcast behind Can't Buy Me Love. Both 80s movies. Yeah. Maybe I'm an 80s. Maybe you're an 80s guy. I liked it. It was it was quick. I think it's the shortest movie we watched on here, uh, which automatically gives it some kind of... It was watchable. I would watch this again if it was on, like if I'm scrolling and I see it, I would sit and watch Johnny Be Good again because it's just a dumb movie, but, you know, I, I think it's good. I like it. It's definitely better than... Replacements in my mind, Roger. You're not gonna like it. That it's definitely better than eighty for. I'm Brady. making faces right now that you guys can't see. So it, it's it. This movie's way better than a lot of the crap we watch. Better than Hottie for Naughty. Oh, definitely so. Yeah. So you know, well, next week we're gonna be watching four old bags. You ready for that? Blowing in the wind. <laughs> eighty for Brady. I would probably rather watch just four grocery bags just sit there for an hour and 20 minutes and yeah. see than what 80 for Brady is going to bring us. At least with a gust of wind, the bags would move a little bit. And so, you know. Uh, yeah, and they don't have Botox. Yeah. That's another thing about these old 80s movies. There's not Botox in it. Did they Botox back then? Uh, I don't know how soon it was available. Gary, when did you start Botoxing? Well, that's the thing. It has like actual medical uses. I, don't, I think it. I think it was used medically before it was used like uh, surgically. Not surgically, but like for your face to mm. to change the way you look cosmetically. Cosmetically, I like that. Yeah, like it's. I mean, it's, that was a three syllable word. It was four. Cosmetic. Gary's using big words. I know. Well, <laughs> hey, follow us on Movie Torture Pod at Instagram on Instagram. You can email Gary if you want at uh, movietorturepod at gmail.com. For producer Gary and my good friend Roger, my name's Brad, and we'll see you next week on Movie Torture.